city. It is this sprawling massive place miles and miles across. Been here as long as anyone can remember. Nobles play their power games. Guilds maneuver for money and influence. Dark things emerge from the shadows to hunt. And the lamplighters take everything in while keeping the darkness at bay. The thing I always wonder is why. Why do these lamplighters keep the darkness back? What investment do they have in Avalon? Streets of Avalon, an urban RPG setting by Brett Blazinski for the world's most popular role-playing game. Ask for it at your friendly local game store or head over to GamingNBS.com forward slash streets. Gaming NBS, episode 354, being recorded Monday, August 9th, 2021. <laughs> Welcome to Gaming NBS Tabletop RPG Podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Welcome to the show, folks. Welcome back. Glad everybody's on board. <coughs> Sean, how the hell are you? What's Haven't going seen you on? since last time. Since last Monday. Yeah. Good God, we're in August 9th already. It's crazy. Summer's almost over. Yeah, I remember my folks, my old man, especially, uh, boy, time just flies by when you get older, blah, blah, blah. And you're a kid like, eh, what do you mean? I don't understand it. And I'm like... Oh shit. You get sit at work sometimes like, wow, that's the longest Monday I've ever had. Wow, that was terrible. And then you blink, you're like, and it's Saturday. How did that happen? It's just it's it's weird. Some of my weeks, Very man, strange. they seem to blow by and mm-hmm. every once in a while I'll get the one that just doesn't it just creeps. See, this week is gonna I've got the so I have Thursday and Friday off. I was going on a trip, so I'm getting her to the airport on Thursday. And uh, so that means two more days of work this week, which means Tuesday and Wednesday are going to be slow as hell. But we shall we shall prevail. We'll get through it. We'll get through it. We There's shall survive. Problems, as the kids would say. Yeah. So, hey, man, how's the, how's the game been looking for you since we chatted last? What would you get in? Anything? So I got in Forbidden Land. Yes, Forbidden Lands. Was good? It was good. I uh, streamed on Saturday to talk a little bit about it because, well, my angle was, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but I thought there's people, we've talked about this, Brett, where there's people that want to try to understand what goes on behind the scenes, under the hood, how is a sausage made? Yeah, because it's one thing to spout out, you know what I would do if I were you? And then it's another thing to say, this is exactly how I did this thing. Yeah, no, that's tricky. So I went into details about how I did session. I didn't really do a session zero, but a session one and two. And what I exactly did from creating the rumors that they've heard or the legends. Mm Mm-hmm. To the NPCs that they that I came up with that they ran into to where they started in the in the campaign, the outpost, the outpost NPCs, the encounter with the wolfkin. You should dump this fucking show and do that one, man. That sounds a lot more. <laughs> that no. sounds wickedly cool. So I I did that <clears throat> uh, on Saturday and it went well. Now I have to prep for next Thursday to see and I did not tell this, them like, not this week but next week you got a yeah, week 
Yeah, next okay. week. Tomorrow night, Cyberpunk Red. Ah, yes. So next week, Thursday, it's a matter of where are they going? And I, they're, I think they're pursuing, I know they're pursuing one of the rumors that one of the guys, player characters had, has. Cool. Which is some, I think it was a prince, went off, went to a cave. Mm. They say there's valuable armor there, <clears throat> but ah. it's patrolled by or guarded by some beastie. So I have to prep for that <laughs> so in like, case they like find one, like it. One, like one suit of armor? One suit of armor. <laughs> they could squabble over? Like, who gets that? Well... So the the other option was I said, well, are you guys going to Weather Weatherstone, which is a site, mm. and that's due west? They're like, no, we're going northwest, and then we're, you know, I go okay. So now, Very but good. I but at the same time, when I was explaining my my kind of behind the scenes, what am I doing for prep? Is I gotta, what am I gonna do? Like, if they, you know, can, should I prepare a random encounter? Maybe. Should I prepare for them to find the cave? Once they get to the cave, what are they going to find? Right? So those things I just got to jot down. And without getting into so much stuff. Yeah, there's... You and I have talked about that. It's like the the idea of minimal or just the basics or only what you need. Depends on who you are, right? But you're, you're working out that. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's... I enjoying it it's um i'm not feeling overwhelmed i'm coming up with my own stuff so i can remember it a little bit better very good yeah and it's they've and i've so when i i put it out there on twitter i'm like these guys have met more npcs in the first two sessions than the entire last campaign of 10 sessions or whatever it was that's kind of fun right i've given them more options to kind of pursue different things than the entire campaign last last campaign so well, that was also the first campaign you ran with this system in that setting right everything last time so i whether whether the players had played before had a really good idea or not you as game master pc and together how this all functions i think you learned a shit done quite frankly oh yeah for me. sure <clears throat> and that's awesome to be able to then have that same group want to come back for more and then jump right into it like that that's pretty cool man that's good I, stuff and then, of course, all the mailings are catching up with me now. So now I have Cortex Prime. Oh, it's got to read. Yeah, that I have to read. Should you have to? Got to read that. I have to. I started, mm-hmm. and then I have my three Coriolis books that arrived. Got more to read there. And then I have <laughs> Impossible Landscapes have shipped for Delta Green. <laughs> Twilight uh, 2000 is going to show up later this year. Clunk. Clunk. And what am I doing? What am I doing, Brett? You're filling up those bookcases you have. What am to. I doing over here? I don't know what you're fucking doing. I, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm being picky. And I need help, not. Brett. No, you totally do. I, I did. I got I to say, I got to say, I'm going to get another 200 pounds of stuff from you because I can't take it, Brett. Take this from me. That's what I'm going to get. Oh, Lord. Well, what'd you do? Hot well, what did I do? Shot. We were we were supposed to have a game where Alpha was going to run, and uh, for those who don't know, uh, my buddy Alpha, one of my one of my really close friends and gamer for at my at my home group for a long time, his mother passed away, and uh, rather sudden, unfortunately, like late diagnosed brain cancer. Like, holy crap, you've got six months. Took uh, about two and a half. 
pretty sudden. And uh, that kind of took the air out of the group for a little bit. And Alpha's like, I don't think I can run. I'm like, dude, just take that day, man. Don't you worry about us. Go do your thing. And then to top it off, then Beta, his stepmother died. I'm like, wow. And then Lenny's mom was in for chemo. We're like, oh, my. Well, well this just stop. So uh, anyway, a little bit of family medical drama on our side. But um, regardless, <coughs> excuse me, I was still able to squeak some gaming in. That was with my kids, which is one of the cool parts about having my two kids, AJ and Lana, both be into it. AJ ran his Midgard game, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, Lana and I have... Um, AJ is adjusting his plot quite nicely to what we're doing. I've talked about this before. We really want to own this town. We want to like become the mayor, own the tavern. We want this little bitty town of Restonford. The AJ just kind of threw out as just a little pit stop for us. We've kind of adopted this town and we've been saving it repeatedly and doing stuff. So, yeah, I think we've got a dragon to fight soon. It's funny something, you're, you're playing. Some bad's happening. You're playing. Uh... You're not playing Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. You're playing 13th Age, and you will encounter a dragon. But you don't Kinda. encounter a dragon in D&D. <laughs> well, this is 5e. This is D&D 5e. So. Oh, it is 5e. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's Midgard. 5e. I'm thinking 13th Midgard. Age for some reason. No, no, no. This, is, this isn't 13th Age. Well, that's so. good, man. Then he's good. Yeah. I think people in... D and D should be encountering have both more D's. With both D's dragons. Yeah. Yes. We uh speaking of, I can say this right now. So tomorrow I'm running, everyone's back on board. I'm running my Greyhawk game, and uh there's a dragon. <laughs> Green dragon. So I'm like, you know what? I finally moved him from point A to point B. This is a perfect time to do this. So I'm gonna lay a green dragon on these boys and see how they cope with it. Uh, but anyway, over the weekend, I went up to the cabin with AJ and we played uh, board games, the Duke, um, Talisman, and uh, Dungeon Quest. I did really well this time around. The last couple of times, AJ has smoked me, like in games one versus lost type of thing, but I was on fire this weekend against him, so that was good. Knocked him down a little bit. That was nice. Yeah, don't let him get too out of hand. No, I can't. Can't let him get too cocky. Right. Can't get too cocky. Right. Other than that, man, it's been uh, just slowed, you know, medical and unfortunately family death kind of slowed everybody down a bit. But this week we should be getting back on track. So it should be a little bit better. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and speaking of games coming up, um, we've got an actual play for Streets of Avalon. Sean's going to join me and I'm going to be on Third Floor Wars Twitch. That'll be August 27th at 8 p.m. Central Daylight Time. So that's coming. So it'll be a lot of fun. And I think that that's going to help kickstart a few different things. Chris Nizek and I and the, the Encoded guys were talking this coming Sunday, um, trying to get our plans and our act together. As usual with a side, kind of a passion project like this, things get derailed and pushed around and so forth. But um, I think we've got a, we've got some we've got some stuff that are a little more actionable. It's very easy to start off with big ideas and dreams and things you want to do, and then reality sets in, and you've got to do this, you got to do that, you've got to so on and so forth. But anyway, getting uh, getting some more stuff done in that space will be a lot of fun. So I'll have a good time with it anyway. So that'll be fun. Hopefully, hopefully Sean will be behave himself. And, uh, I will. Be fun. I will. I'll <laughs> behave myself. I'll give you all kinds of stuff, man. I'll make it easy. You'll be, I'll be in okay. cruise mode. Uh huh. Yeah. 
What do you do? I sit in a tavern. <laughs> I, 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 sit, I sit on the second floor of the tavern. I've been on the other end of that. I I've know. been on the other end of that. I know what to do here. I sit <laughs> on the roof. What do you do? I just stay here. If anybody comes by, shoot them. Right. With what? This ballista? Fuck, dude, why? You know why, Brad. Oh, no. I earned it. Anyway, um, GameOldCon.com for all the latest cool news. I know they released their game list, they did. which is, as usual, is pretty goddamn substantial. I've got three games. Sean has two or three. We said last episode we've got a number of listeners that have got a handful of piece, practically, and a few of them. Um, but there's some good stuff coming, so hopefully we will see folks there. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, I don't think anything else announcement-wise be good. Shall we random encounter? We should random encounter. We totally should. Let's go. Random encounter. Segment of the show where you field emails, voicemails, comments from the social medias. You can start. I will start then. All right. First one from Farty McButterpants. All right. So I, I read that. I read that handle, Farty McButterpants. My first thought to Sean was, God damn it. He's like, what? Two, uh, you, what's wrong? I said, he, he, I just, he beat me to it. That's that's funny as hell. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Farty, he, he's kind of the trifecta. He's, I think he's on the forums, he's on our Discord, and he's commented on our YouTube channels. Yeah, I mentioned this to, I mentioned this to AJ. He's like, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, think, carry on. I think he started out awesome. on our YouTube. I'm like, what? Farty McButterpants. And then he came just, into our Discord. I'm like. It's just wonderful. Carry on. I'll yeah, read. Total epic, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, this is about dedicated versus serious rpg -er. So I wanted to bring up my experience with finding a game because I think it's a good example of the challenges of getting to a table with the right group. Not long after getting it back into the hobby, I realized I really wanted to play Curse of Strahd. I'm a horror nut, so it was my kind of game. I searched Roll20 looking, looking for a group for weeks every day, many times a day. There was never a game at the days slash times I knew I would be available. Since I was so restrictive, I had a hell of a time finding a game. I got to say, just a second, that <clears throat> knowledge, like, this is my restriction, I think that's awesome. Because a lot of times you get people that will say something is like, oh, no one will play with me. When in fact, you know, we're saying, hey, you know, I know I've got my restrictions. Here's the deal. So I, I just think that's as corny as it sounds being self-aware like that going, ah, crap, my restrictions are causing problems. So, hey, smart, smart play. Keep going. In the end, I decided that the only way to get this game going was to run it myself. Either that or wait weeks or months searching for a game. I didn't want any flakes, so I posted a long, detailed ad on Roll20 with a bunch of details about what kind of game I was looking to run. Here's just a small portion of the ad. Who am I looking for? Reliability is probably the number one determinant. I have a busy life. I set aside time for a couple of games per week, and I really don't like missing one. That said, I know there will be times when we can't play. There's a conflict on my end. I will give you plenty of notice. I expect the same consideration from the players. Fair and just. Indeed. I'd really like to get through the full campaign. It's a long-term commitment. If you know that you are not going to be available at this time slot in their near future, in the near future, please don't apply. I prefer Smart. a fairly heavy role play campaign. 
I'm looking for players that are comfortable with RP. From my perspective, RP is fun in the context of creating a dynamic, interesting character and figuring out the mystery of this game. Who are you? Why are you here? What are you supposed to do? Who are the main villains? Why do you need to stop them? Who can help you? How does this story change you? Character creation rules. Races, classes, subclasses, and feats are restricted to the player's handbook. No min, max, uh, OP players. If your goal is to max out a, a certain race class so you can blast huge damage, then it's best to look for another game. Or better yet, buy a PS4. It's just more <laughs> work for me. Wow. That's funny. <laughs> That's brutally honest, and uh, I love you for it. Keep going, keep going. Also, it typically leaves other players frustrated at their characters who will be less powerful. No rules is written, lawyers. I want to have fun, not ca calculate and argue. I prefer short story over mechanics. I try to follow raw, but don't want to break the flow of the game to argue rules or calculate stats. If I'm not sure, I'll just make a decision based on rules as interpreted or rules as cool and move on. I agree to research it afterward and make a decision for future scenarios. No chaotic evil players or murder hobos. They're not fun. I had over 150 views of the ad and about a dozen apply. Yeah, a little about 10%. My math is close. I then did an interview with each player and asked them straight up about dedication, roleplay, etc. Some of the stuff above. I chose five players that fit the bill. I then had a session zero and reiterated all the stuff I basically posted just in case someone was just excited to play and didn't bother reading anything. We played every week for nine months. I think we only missed one game because we all agreed to bail. If one person missed, we just played without them. I think the fear of missing out helped keep the game weekly. One game called one guy called in from a plane while still on the tarmac. Oh, that, that guy's awesome. I don't know. That guy's awesome. <laughs> we finished the campaign after nine months every Monday at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Now, now I'm looking to play Tomb of Annihilation. I have the same restriction on time of day, so it's tough to find a game. I've opened it up to pay to play because it gives me more options, but it's still tough to find a game. I'm currently in one potential game where the DM is charging $10 per session, Cheaper than a movie, but finding players is slow. I have a feeling that the only way I'm going to get into a game of TOA at the time I want with the right kinds of players is to run it myself. I guess this is how we become forever DMs. I'd say you're right. That last statement, a lot of times when you have, if you have a desire to experience a thing, and unless your desire is that I have to be the player, I don't want to be the game master in this, in this example. Yeah, sometimes the easiest things to do it yourself. And this is some um, this is some hardcore dedication. Like, look, I want to make sure that I have a good game with like-minded players, same level of dedication I have, you know, kind of making sure all the gears on the wheels are just in sync. Everything's locked in. I think this is there's a lot of work that went into this. And it sounds like it paid off. Dude, it is no joke, man. That's not screwing around. Like no, and, and being in. straight up. That yeah, is opting this, in. That's reading yes. the stuff and going, what in the hell does this guy expect? Okay. Okay. All right. Sure. Sounds good. No. 
and then bail. Yeah, and then say no. Nope, I'm going to buy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's yeah, this is read, read the terms and conditions and say yes or no at the bottom. Yeah, good on him. Like that's I think <clears throat> I think that's wicked smart. I know it's a lot of work, and some people are like, "Oh, for God's sakes, I would never." And that's fine. But if this is that's some textbook stuff, man. I like that. Olman says, I, I think his requirements were quite reasonable. And that's the thing. Absolutely. I think a, I think a lot of us are quite reasonable. I mean, you could say like, oh, I can't do every week. That's all right. You know, that's a schedule component, right? You know, if that's, if that's asking too much, yep. then you don't join that game. You don't play. Yep, exactly. But it's and not like, a- hey, man, I'm looking for at thespians. You have to have yeah. an acting degree. You have to have starred yeah. in some exactly. stage productions. Blah blah blah. Broadway, blah, blah. preferably off off Broadway, uh, acceptable yeah. if ten ten plus year. Yeah. So no, good. I think I think this is this is cool, and it, I think the way he went about making sure that everybody understood on multiple occasions, all the way to session zero, basically, look, all y'all, this is how this works. Remember everything I said? You're all still in. They probably looked at and the five players and went, yeah, of course, we already went through this. But it bears repeating before you get in sometimes. And I think that's a piece where if you don't hammer that stuff home, you know, it, it can it can lead to some problems. No, this is awesome. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, Sean? There's one thing, though. What? He's what playing with like? strangers. Yeah. Like there's no, none, as far as I know. None of his friends are in this group. Yeah, when we're saying friends were people you know face to face, you have years of hang out with or whatever it is. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> mm-hmm. I think and sometimes it is easier to lay down these are the rules, opt in for strangers than it is lay down the rules, this is how it is. Or it's either you're opting in or you're out to one of your friends who you usually tend to game with and now they flake on you. I don't think it's easy. I don't think it's harder to lay down the law. I think it's harder to get people to take you seriously when you do lay down the law if you're working with your buddies or friends of X amount of years. I have experienced that. Like, oh yeah, you know, I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying, you know, I'm trying here, Sean. What's going on? You know, hey, why are you getting all pissed off? I think you're overreacting. You know, there may be that if you get too far off the deep end, say he went and did this and and he, you know, one guy was like, hey, man, you know, it's second session. My my son got taken to the emergency room and you bring down the hammer. Different problem. He he left it open to like, look, just tell me, give me consideration and we'll deal with it. Yeah. But if every week there's an issue or a reason why you're late, you got to leave early or whatever. My buddy Beta, right? We had the game. The online game is Tuesday or was Thursday for a while. And we shifted it between those two because one day was better for most of us. And Beta's like, yeah, I can't make that one or sort of this one. He's like, you know what, though? Don't schedule around me because my schedule is crap. Right. He's on. Um, he, he's a local politician. He's got his day job plus the elected office he's in. So he's got all sorts of bullshit. He's on this, this, and this <clears throat> committee group, writing up this, doing this stuff. When we can play in, we, on weekends in person, he shows up. And he understands and gets the fact that he's behind. Right. Rolls with it, plays along. His med user's a little underpowered compared to everybody else because he hasn't been there, doesn't care, has a good time. Right. Right. But he's bought in at that level. So 
<clears throat> Damn, I love that one. That's that's really good stuff. That's a that's a tight way to approach. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna play. I'm gonna try to find a game. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And when I can't, I mean, that's how some things are just created. Like I watch this YouTube video guy, Matt Colville, dude. I watch, you know, I, I listen to this. You know these uh, women yep. podcasters. I, there's something missing about them. I'm going to do it myself. Yes. Right. I, I try to find a group. I can't find the schedule. I can't find the campaign, the system, the time. So I, I might as well do it myself. Yeah. And sometimes when you realize that you're the outlier, it's easier for you to say, hey, right. I'm an outlier with these outlying, with these restrictions or yeah. requirements around me. Anybody fit in? And they're opting in, as you said. I think opt in is a has some strength to it. So that's some good stuff. Very cool. Thanks, yeah. man. Yeah, thanks for sharing. That's awesome. Absolutely. All right. Who we got? Feeling good, Louis. On or Luis. Comments on player feedback ties to serious versus dedicated. I've had a few experiences where players pleaded with me to work on the campaign between sessions. We all figured it would help to create more immersive and rich world for the characters, but just as Eric Salzbeetle stated, most were gung-ho about it in the beginning and the excitement faded fast. Maybe I was doing it wrong, or maybe I wasn't clear how it was going to work. This idea came up recently for my Star Wars campaign, and I'm hesitant about doing it. I even created a Discord server for the game to keep it organized instead of using a group text. Two weeks have gone by, and still two of the five players have not accepted the invite. Maybe they feel it's too much work or are too busy. It's hard to believe those statements, considering I know how often they are posting and reposting to Twitter and Facebook for <laughs> or the hours they have logged on the latest video game. I'm not trying to bitch about it, but it's the players coming to me for more content. I guess this is where we get back to serious or dedicated. They're definitely dedicated to the game sessions. They show up, know the characters, level them up when necessary before the next session. I'm open to any suggestions on how to get a campaign participation for them between session downtime. I'm also prepared for a slap in the face wake up call from the BSer saying that most players only really want immersion at the table. Enjoy that there's a start end to the games each day. Arg! Sorry, I need to get that out. <laughs> Feeling good about being serious and dedicated. Well, Lewis, I would say what I have done to great effect with the with my group and other groups I've played with over the years um, is that those who are doing cool stuff, like on the side, they obtain rewards. They've got stuff. They make progress. Those who are not doing that do not get those things. And for the pe- types of folks I ended up usually playing with, um, that seems to work pretty well. My buddy Zave, when I first did some downtime um, out of out of game activities, he was not into it. Didn't say much. Didn't do much. JR, much the same. Then they came to the next two sessions and went, huh. Lenny advanced that personal thing you want to do, and and Nick did this, and Alpha, and and Beta. Can I get in on that? Absolutely can. Hey, Brett, if I send you some ideas, can I do that like Alpha did? You're damn right you can. So that kind of got them going when they saw that that stuff was beneficial. And it came down to, like, they had plot coupons. They had data points. They had information that was critical that that they they as a player character could not find. Because this person did something special. So they got special rewards for it. Because it was just time of their day. I would say, though, that some people do like to time box certain things. Like, this is game night. And game night is game night. This other time during the week is my video game time. That's the time I check Twitter. And I fuck around on Facebook. And I 
you know, back in the day, we waste hours on Google Plus or whatever it is, Instagram, whatever it is you're up to. Some people don't don't see the uh, don't see an issue with that because, well, that's when we play, you know, and so forth. So on the other side, if you have a split like that, you've got some folks who are not into it because it's not in the game in the time box. And other people are like I'll game whenever the fuck I feel like it. You know, this is great. It, it can be rough when the people who aren't into it do see other people who are into it making advancements or getting be- additional magic items, more experience points is the classic, more power, more influence, more and more of whatever is cool in your game. They can feel left out, right? Like, well, uh, so basically, why the fuck am I even, why do I even show up? You guys already game for like six hours outside of our agreed upon game time. It was often unstated, but that's the tone or the feeling that some folks have. I think it would be worth, it would be the other option in my mind, apart from have a grown up conversation, say, are y'all into this or not? Because if we do this, I want to reward those who want to do it because it's role-playing fun. If you don't want to do it, I don't want to hurt you for it, but I don't want to like just level you up for funsies type of thing. It, it, it might be a case, too, of, of when people say, hey, I really want to do it. You can say, I don't want to do it unless all five of you are going to do it. Because otherwise, I feel it's unfair. Because the way I like to do it is X, and that would give three of you an edge over two others. Maybe if those two other people raise your hand and say, don't give a fuck. Do what you got to do, man. Don't care. Totally happy just trundling along every Saturday because that's what we do. But I think having that discussion or laying down saying, look, guys, I don't want to do this unless you're all into it is a good way to kickstart the discussion. Because then sometimes you can have the players peer pressure each other a little bit like, hey, I really want to do this. Why don't you want to do it? Well, it cuts into my video game time. Well, really, dude? And that person may say, look, I'm in... A World of Warcraft guild. We do raids on Saturdays. We do this, this, and this. I've got dedicated time over there. I've got other shit I'm into. So not necessarily a bad thing, but I think think it's worth having the discussion. And if you don't like the fact that you only have partial participation, it might be worth saying, again, off the top of my head, saying, look, you're either all in or not, because I don't want to only do it for part of you. So many things. Does that make sense, sir? Yeah, I don't think that's... I mean, you either acquiesce to the ones that want to do it and just come to the conclusion that not everybody's going to have that enthusiasm per se the Mm. the incentive piece may be all it takes like hey this person got a plus one sword and 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 they got a couple more magic items what what how come how come i don't get those well, why do they start yeah. with eight bennies and I only have five bennies? Right. Uh, how come they get more yeah. of this points versus that? Well, yeah. they spent the time. But it's up to the, you know, the DM or GM to determine if that's going to be, you know, are you going to break up your, I mean, you're going to spread thin if you're going to do a lot of downtime stuff outside of the game. The other thing, too, is that if some players may think that downtime is a huge time sink of, oh, my God, I'm, I'm looking at like four hours dedicated time. True. You might be like, whoa, time out. Yeah, they may I'm, not looking know. At a, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at a 15 minute email, man. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah, totally. But that's it. It might the time commitment into the down, into this activity you're talking about. Uh, Lewis might be the problem where some people aren't in sync with what the time commitment is. That just hit me now when you were saying that, Sean. I thought, man, I'll bet you. 
Yeah, what is that? that? What is downtime? People don't people what do don't mean? know what it means, right? I got my buddy Lenny will send me like eight paragraphs when he's bored at lunch, and I got a couple other guys will send me like three bullet points. <laughs> Either one is fine. One just likes right. to do things a little bit different. But <laughs> excuse me, if there is a bare minimum of entry, they're like, oh yeah, I could send you, I could send you, you know, five bullet points every every two weeks. Yeah, I could do that. Boom, everybody's invested. Yeah, might be might be just a ticket. Here's the <laughs> here's the three things that I want to yeah. do when we're not playing, like my character wants to achieve. Absolutely, that yeah. could do it. Yeah, cool, man. Thank you, Lewis. Hopefully, if if we're off and you think that we're full of shit, Lewis, you've tried that before. Like, oh man, that's not working. Let us know. If somebody else is listening to this has read it um, on the forums or whatever. Let us know what you're thinking because we might have. Uh, if we've got better ideas, let's share them with each other. So, very cool. Over to you, sir. Mr. Rasher on player feedback. Player feedback can be rough. When I wrapped up my longest third 3.5 campaign with everyone at 13th level, we had a massive eight-hour session to wrap things up. And one of my players said, let's never do that again. I wanted to kill myself. It was dragging on so long. So for what it's worth, the other player said, they enjoyed the session and really wanted to feel epic since it was the end of the campaign. We had a few players that had moved away, come back just for this campaign wrap-up. Did we read this one already? I don't think so. Did we? Feels like we did. You know what? It's good stuff anyway. Keep reading. Bye, baby. I did. I don't know. Yeah, too damn bad. We're doing it again. Go. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, let's see, for what it's worth, the other players said they enjoyed the session and really wanted it to feel epic since it was the end of the campaign. And we had a few players that moved, come back. Okay. When I'm a player, I try to touch base to make sure I'm not the asshole. For example, when I was playing a, 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 ga, a gand and referring to myself in the third person, one of the other players made a comment about it and I wanted to make sure I clarified that it was in character and I wasn't annoying the table with that mannerism could definitely feel uncomfortable to the teleplayer that they are doing something that's a problem when you are the DM. It also dovetails with another issue that comes up in that the GM is suddenly the group counselor, and even, even though everyone should be willing to talk to everyone else about their problems with the game or one another. That doesn't mean I have had any heart-to-heart conversations with other people. I've had to tell people that their playstyle doesn't match the rest of the group, and that some of the characters' jokes are off-putting to other people at the table. I've also had players come to me first to say they were going to talk to another player about problems with their character concept to make sure I was okay with it just to keep me in the loop. I'll be honest, a lot of discussions like this are via email because I'm way better at spelling out what I mean in writing than dealing with potential conflicts face-to-face. I've had a hard time running over Discord without video. I've done it but it's exhausting for me because I can't see facial expressions. So I don't get any feedback that I can read. So as soon as I hear dead air, I worry of that nobody cares about the session and they are all checking out. I think player homework in general would be a good topic. What's reasonable? How willing should be, should people be to do it? And what does it bring to the table? I'll tell you, man, I, I can absolutely feel you, Jared, on the, I've run with that video before. I had uh, Tom Flanagan when I was doing a lot of the uh, original um, Streets of Babylon uh, actual play. He he had shitty bandwidth problems and his camera died on him. So he's like, fuck, he couldn't didn't have a camera. And it was weird. 
at first, but I know Tom, he's a friend of mine and I know he's into it. If he's not into it, he will tell me that he's having trouble or there's a problem or whatever it is. Not everybody's like that. It can be wicked difficult to not see facial expressions, really. Just listening to voices and then hearing that dead air. And then do I cut in? (coughs) Is Sean okay? What happened? You know, it's, it's goofy. It can be really goofy. So I, I totally get that. I think one of the other things that's interesting is that the GM does often play group counselor. The GM also usually plays group coordinator, um, calendar, calendar matrix person, that whole bit. Even if you're running a game that doesn't have one, if you're the one who proposed running the game, suddenly you take on the mantle of group coordinator, <laughs> you know, or how the game is supposed to work, who's the rules person, so on. Um. So, yeah, I, th- I think the, the interesting things that you bring up here, which I think is cool, is you have a lot of adult conversations. And I do think some people will, it's very cliche, especially for whatever reason, us guys like to do this. Well, you should just say that to my face. Okay. First off, that tone right there tells you why certain people don't want to <laughs> say it to your face because you're kind of being a dick, right? Depending. But some folks have an easier time explaining what they think or how they feel in writing. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're playing with these folks, and you're paying attention to them. If they're friends of yours, especially, but if these are folks you're playing with and they're taking the time to talk to you in a given format, I think it's worth engaging at that point because anybody's putting themselves out there to give, um, give you or provide you with some sort of criticism, especially something you can use or they're trying to help or they have a problem. That's pretty gutsy. You know, there's, there's been plenty of times where I've had people come up to me and say things to me. And I'm like, oh, cool. Thank you. And they were very nervous because like, oh, I didn't know how you'd react. Or I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's totally fine. You know, it, and it's um, it's scary sometimes to tell somebody that I think you're doing something that's bothersome. Or, you know, that you seem to really enjoy that accent, but it grates on me. And I don't know <laughs> why, you know, I had a friend of mine trying to, he tried to do some speech tick of some kind and somebody in the group said i need you to stop i'm sorry i I know it's fun for you but i need you to stop he said oh really is it bother goes yes i said i can't explain it but it's driving me up a fucking wall oh i'm sorry i'll change and we stopped right but sometimes that annoys people you don't even know why you're just sitting there and you're like for whatever reason that thing is on your last fucking nerve <laughs> you're just like look either stop it or i will stab you <laughs> is that is how you feel you know and but you've got to be nicer than that so like this is uh this is good stuff and i like the player homework topic as well that's definitely in our opera list yes anything else in you sean there no that was good stuff hermetic gamer has another one for us here comments on lessons learned running an rpg um gentlemen first let me say i appreciate the shout out and want to be clear that while i may Listen, you drown out the noise of children, something that's been tough through the pandemic. You're so much more than white noise. <laughs> Unless that white noise means diamonds, because that's the value your product has, podcast has to me. Dude, thank you very much. Kids, kids have kept me from gaming as much as I'd like to, and thus your banter feels like a lifeline to my people and keeping me feel connected to the culture, the people, and my beloved hobby. Plus, it makes me no chores feel like I'm not <laughs> toiling alone, but chatting with good folks while I work. Secondly, I wanted to say this episode was by far one of my favorite. It was so introspective and deeper. I'm not sure if it was the engaging questioning interviewing Brett did, the mental space Sean was in. Maybe you need to be in a bad mood before recording more often. <laughs> or if you were just really thinking about these elements. 
love to hear more depth and engagement on topics like this. Keep up the great work. Hermetic Gamer, a.k.a. The Doctor. That was very, very flattering, man. Thank you. It's very kind of you to say that. Yeah, Professor Egghead's always a fan of my book. <laughs> I'm a fan of his. How could you not be? Thanks, Chris. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you ready, man? Yeah, I'm really pissed off. So this is gonna be a good one, Chris. Yeah, he's got Sean's got like something going on with his health. He's got an earache. <laughs> his I think his wife kicked him in the crotch earlier too. She's just been stomping the cat pissed on his floor. It's gonna be great. Let's go. Actually, I, I paid Tam to kick him. And with just that, just get riled up, right? <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about tonight, Brett? It's like, what? I don't even know what we're talking about. I do. So, Yeah, you do. I know. So you and I have been chatting about, we started this when Ram and the Frostmaiden was coming, and I'm like, I was all amped up on it. I still am. I'm going to run it. And we were saying, hey, what we should do is I should run it. You should run it. We can compare notes and talk. This will be fucking awesome. It'll be great. And then uh, Sean decided that 50 is the worst game in the world. And no, I'm kidding. So um, tonight, Brett, Brett's. <laughs> Like tonight's like, all right, let's get on the air and we'll, I'll do, you know, what is it going to take to make you run Rhyme of the Frostmaid? We'll do it live and we'll record it all for everybody to digest and and we'll see where it goes. And then I said that and Sean said, he sent me a handwritten note that said, fuck you. I have your dog. I'm like, oh my God. Um, (laughs) Anyway, so we were, we're talking about it and. I'm playing plenty of D&D as it is. You're doing a lot of other cool stuff. And you're like, hey, you want to take the break from 5e? And some of our listeners had said, boy, it'd be really cool. You guys talked about it. Are you going to fucking do it or not? Get off, you know, shit or get off the pot, as my mother would say. And I thought, you know, huh, what do you want to run, Sean? What do you have in your... Should we look... So this is just you and me trying to figure out how the hell we're going to do this. Because there's a couple things we can do. Do we pick a game system we both know and already know how to run? Do we pick one like a Delta Green? We could do that. Um, we could go to something that we both have but haven't run, like Simbarum. We could do something we have but ru- haven't run in a long time, like a BX game, you know. Or we could do Crown Loud. I mean, we, I got Cold Shadows. You haven't run Cold Shadows. I've got that. So we've got a number of different things, you know, that are sitting on your shelf. And I've, Apparently you bought some more stuff, you crazy bastard. <laughs> I, gotta, um, I need help. You gotta send you totally help. help. <laughs> you even threw away bookshelves and you're still filling them up. Anyway. <sighs> I got space. I could fill it up with other stuff. No, 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 <laughs> precious. No. So is there is there a game system that you're like that you'd like to do that you know I have? Because here's the other piece too, is if you've got a game, you're like, hey man, I really want to run X, I might not have it. But I, if it intrigues me enough, dude, I'll go out and buy it. I, you and I are pretty different, though. That's the thing. Yeah, you're shorter than me. I am shorter than you. You are shorter than you. Yeah, I am. I have less yeah. facial hair. Yes, and that tears me up inside every time I look at you. No I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, we have I, different approaches and things you like, but I. So, where are you going with that? Saying I'm well, no, not you said I can't keep up. Is that what you're telling me? So, are we are we trying to decide? Is it is it 
so this is just a discussion ground zero. No, yeah, totally ground zero. Because like, if we want, if we want to do this, like with BS, as we talked about, yeah, you run a game and an and an and an adventure, and yes. I do the same. We yeah. can compare notes. We say, right. hey, okay, my guys went through. Use D and D terms. I went through the first five rooms, and holy fuck, I didn't realize Otiogs were that dangerous. Holy shit, they ate five of the guys. Got and you it. say, well, when I did that, I didn't have the Otiog do that. I had to do this other thing. I go, oh my god, Jesus, that's smart game mastering. If I should take more notes, Sean's wiser than I. You know, I, that's what I'm thinking. That that's kind of what we threw out before we pitched. If we're going to do that, what's the? Is there a system or a setting that you're really interested in? I think the closest that we could get to a a compromise, if you will, is God, what are we compromising on? Well, because you you are going to run Rime of the Frost Maiden, right? That's mm-hmm. a no brainer. You're going to do it for your group. You're all in. You like yep. you like that area of the world. Like yep. that's Brett's jam. Whether you do it in in your pro, your plan on five E, I'm guessing. Yep. Right. Okay. Well, uh, depending doesn't matter. Fact is, I'm going to run it. He's so going to run it. Okay, so that's that's the baseline. Brett's running Rhyme, yes. and he's going to run it with his home group. End of discussion for that. Regardless, this, yes. whether I hop on that bandwagon, Brett's saying that's up to you. Otherwise, is there something else? Yeah, because if we want to get together, and part of it would be we could stream it, or we don't have to stream it. Whatever. That's that doesn't matter. But the idea was that it's kind of in the vein of Sean and Brett running games for BSers and then uh, doing some comparison. Sure. And not, not like who's better because well, we all know Sean's better. Um, I mean, I've grown. Hit, I've grown. I've grown. I've grown. Yeah. So that's all we have this evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll right, <laughs> right, right there. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Right there. <laughs> Brett said I, Sean's better. Ding. Yeah, the show's over. The show's over. One of the things that is a huge difference between us, hmm. but at least it has been up until like recent months, is that you are primarily make shit up guy. You're you're Correct. the homebrew guy. I'm published module guy. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Uh Forbidden Lands is starting not to be that way. But I could always lean on a site that's published and and keep See, it I, I'm, as written. And I'm good. I'm good starting with the published. And we could say, look, we're going to start with the published. And if I deviate, because that's how I run. <laughs> that's like, okay, so you guys are in the Raven's Lands and you start here. All right. And then it's <laughs> right off the <laughs> and, then, and you're in fucking Ravenloft. And so then from there, you're in Bladescape. And then from there, you're in Savage Worlds. Yeah, I'll just Here, Here's I'll, Brett. I'll here's just, Brett. Uh, as I take out my notepad. And okay, so let's see. Um, all right. So you guys are in, uh, looks like the Ravenlands. So you're <laughs> going to play this. You're going to play that. Okay, got it. Got it. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Balls it up. Throws right. it across so, the room. So uh, throw that out in a circulatory file. And uh, here we go. Are you ready? Jets, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> Roll for initiative, suckers. So part of me thought that if I were to, if I if we pick an adventure, let's say we go, like you and I have talked, we talked about Simbroom off off the mic, saying, "Hey, we that could have. be a good one." Yeah. So and I have said that I would like to start with the adventure in the back of the core book because it's a good way to get my head wrapped around how how to tell a good or utilize all the different bits and pieces of a Simbroom setting, mechanics, blah 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 blah. Could be fun. Um, 
I was thinking about it over the weekend, and I'm thinking, you know, well, I kind of got to run it by the book then, so I'm doing the same thing Sean is. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> <clears throat> Sean doesn't do it exactly by the book. He devi- deviates a little bit here and there. He just doesn't tell anybody except me. Um, so I think it's worth <laughs> – stop, stop. <laughs> I think it's worth I- – I think if we did that and I were to go off <laughs> – if I were to go off the – off the rails a little bit. I think if nothing else, it's a difference in how I'm doing it versus you. So it's kind of a, it's a style difference. I don't think I would do something as crazy as to say you start here and then I shunt you over to something nutty. I I mean, it'd be within, I don't know. I want to say within reason, you know what I mean, but I don't know. It's got to start with a a premise because if you say you know, I'm a homebrew guy. As long as we play it in Forgotten Realms, we're good. And then it, that's not going to make any sense. No, it's it too broad, no. too general, right? Way, way too broad. That's yeah, why I thought if we started be, with. Yeah. The, the other thing I was thinking of so let's say, say we lock in in Simbaroom and we say, okay, cool, we're going to do that. We'll do the adventure on the back of the book. I think what it'd be worth us doing first off is review rules. Read that adventure. I'll have to reread it to make sure get it back in my head, and then you and I get together and discuss it. Right? We've read it. You've read it. I've read it. We go over it back and forth and say, "Huh? Yeah, this should be pretty cool. Um, great, so on and so forth." And I might very well see places where I want to deviate right out of the gate. And you can tell me <laughs> stop it or whatever. Right. Um, but the other thing I think to go over with that is that do would I want to use pregens? Well, that's fine I don't too, know that, but that's kind of like that's uh, we too far down the road. We, we, we haven't gotten there yet. We there is there such yet. a outline, like okay, okay, oh, like if there's a pre-flight checklist. Okay, you want to do that first? All like, right, I just pre-gens. Holy shit, we yeah, don't like even know the what the on, hell we're playing yet. I, I put the wings on in flight. It's fine. It's I'm good with that. <laughs> We're pummeling. It's we're plummeting down. It's okay. Why would you want to do? I'm, why would you want to do pregens? The reason I'd want to is because then I don't know enough about the system. And my thought was, if I, if we went through, we read the adventure together, we could say, you know, what would make the most sense? One of these, one of these, one of these, one of these, to see if we get the most out of it. I don't know. Well, there is something to be my, said about a party. Like Sean is running the same cast that's another piece it's the same characters people will play them differently and i'm not adverse sure, to that sure it doesn't come down to personalities but it come down to stat skills powers type of thing well it's not like a tournament no it's not like a tournament but one of the reasons is because if you and i are going to be chatting about this and we say hey we got into this can this situation and somebody you know used magical fire burning death five and you're like, holy fuck, you let him have that? Yeah, I thought it'd be okay. Like, dude, what the hell? That's like a, what? You know, <laughs> then there's just parameters is what I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't think it's- And I, and I don't know how much we want to like keep it as hermetically sealed little box of, you know. Sure. Like it's, I don't know. Or it could be like, look, here's the deal. I run a Simbaroom game, you run one, and we'll just talk about it. <laughs> I, mean, that's, I don't know. That's not- Entirely, there's a couple of ways we go about it. I mean, that's and I why keep I, saying Simbaroom like that's the like that's a foregone well, conclusion, but let's first of all let's narrow down a couple things because we could start. Right. Let's start like way up here. Okay. So do we? Because you're not a you're not a sci-fi guy. Not necessarily. I can. 
you can, yeah, but it's I can't. I've done. I mean, in the past. should we just agree that fantasy is like the deal? Fantasy is easier. Horror wouldn't be bad either. So, like, if you wanted to do Delta, Delta Green, Green oh. Delta Green could be really doable too. Oh. I have it. I like it. Oh. There's plenty of goodies there. There is. But yeah. would you want to play? Would you want to roll a Delta Green game, specifically Delta Green published adventure? They make some good adventures. They do. They really do. But I only say that because if it's like, I would do Delta Green, but I don't want to do published, you know, and run it like starting out by the book. So let's just shit can that and let's go straight like fantasy. And then we go, okay, fantasy, here's the fantasy funnel. It's, you know, you and I, what do we own? DCC, Simbaroom, 5e, Forbidden Lands. Yep. A host of things. We've got crap. We got stuff, right? First edition. Yep. Mine's a lot lower, though, I think. Fantasy. True. Yeah. I've got I more think, than you do. I think now. Yeah. But I, I don't end Call of Cthulhu's out there, too. That you is know? true. 20s Cthulhu. Yep. And most of the adventures that have been out for either Delta Green or Call of Cthulhu are, are, tend to be very good. Sure. And there's a shit ton of Call of Cthulhu adventures. And we have had a lot of, we talk a lot of fantasy. We also talked about how we like horror. And we've had folks talk talk to us about how do you maintain horror, right? Tone and feel. It so that might be a, me, a better sell. Ladies and gentlemen, that Brett and I are agreeing to run masks of Nyrolethotep. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna start so, in Peru. All right, so we need to go back up to uh, um, McButterpants' thing, and everybody, okay, every week at two o'clock. Fuck, that's a huge one. Probably looking at two to four, four years. <laughs> Real time, uh, yeah. Of weekly play, I actually have I have a ton of different like called Cthulhu adventures, and they're not that hard to you know change up or you go buy one. Too, oh, I got that Kickstarter coming there. too. Christ, you got that Kickstarter coming. Jesus. <laughs> but does that interest you more than fantasy? Because you've got, and that's the other component too. Is like you and I have other games are running. I'm running plenty of fantasy right now, as are you, right? You're also engaged in a. Um, in cyberpunk red yes right so if we were to say well let's do something different that neither one of us are doing currently we're not doing <laughs> we're not doing horror we're not doing mothership we're not doing um delta green call of cthulhu type stuff you know so that that's totally doable all right so let's okay now to get things down a little bit mm-hmm what is the duration or the the length of this? Because that that could also Ooh, that's play a good, role. That's good. Right. That's that could definitely play. Because you could say, "All right, Sean, let's let's do this game, but the shortest adventure is too short, and the longest adventure, like we know, we're not going to run masks." Although, well, and honestly, Ram the Frostman. Cool. The other thing that that can be kind of daunting is, I mean, it's a fair sized adventure. It is. I mean, and I mean, I don't know if you're dedicated to running it for your home group. I don't know if I would want to run it, you know, for the whole duration. I might get burned out on it. Yeah, that's the other, that's the piece, right? Right. So I, I think your Cthulhu adventures and your Delta Green ones are a little tighter sure. in scope. I'm yeah. saying of games we both like and we're having a good time with. And I think there's enough, 
There's some good Delta Green shit out there, and plenty of good Call of Cthulhu stuff. There really is, and there's some big, there's some big shit too, right? Yes. I mean, there's some big, you know, uh, Horror on the Orient Express and um, shit Delta Green masks. It's just Matt Delta Green. What was the one they just released? Impossible Landscapes. Impossible Landscapes. I'm getting that. I started reading it. And it's fantastic. Um, it's, is that like one big adventure? Big, yeah, it's uh, like the the only. Wow. I don't know if they've had campaign settings in the past, but is my understanding, it's the only full-length campaign for Delta Green. Okay. Because my Delta Green collection, I have, like, Countdown and some of the other stuff. They have a lot of adventure seeds. There's tons. Right? I would buy And there's stuff Delta online. Green. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some, good, there's some good stuff there. I think I have a bundle that includes a majority of their stuff in PDF for sure, but I, I don't even have a problem getting it in print. Like, Delta Green is yeah. one, of the, one of the games, I think... I have been looking for for quite some time, just because of the genre and what it can, what it it's got the conspiracy that I've been looking for and the yep. real world tie that I just didn't get into it during its first edition heyday. That now I, I mean, I don't have a problem buying any of the Delta Green stuff. Okay, so do you are you leaning that way? I think it'd be, I think it, if nothing else, would scratch a different itch for both you and I. Those. In my experience, your Delta Green adventures, your campaigns tend to be like four sessions. You can do them in that. Excuse me. How do I say this? An adventure, a, a piece of one. You can wrap one up in four sessions, right? How many? How many hours per so, session? Three, four, two to three, maybe sure, four. Sure. Uh, music from a darkened room took way longer than I anticipated. I'm not sure why. It might, might be the, just long, longer to do. I don't know. The other piece, the other thing with that from a compare and contrast, like let's say we both choose to do that one. I've never done that one. We choose to do that. Yeah. And mine takes longer than yours. So we say, huh, why is that? If we're comparing, if we're yes. comparing and contrasting, I say, well, my players went off on this. I dropped one red herring. And they went way the fuck off the <laughs> rails, and they're they're in Albuquerque. I don't know why they're in Albuquerque, but that's where they thought they had to go, and that's where they are. Shit, took me forever to, you know, throw more herrings at them to get them to come back to wherever they're supposed to be. It's sometimes shit like that happens, and it's fine, you know. Sure. So, are you yeah. thinking? Uh, have, have I got you leaning that way now? I it was not one that I would I had considered, but I thought. I mean, it, it's not. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. I would, I would run Delta Green in a heartbeat, and we both really like it. Yeah, then it would just be what we want to mm-hmm. run. Uh, I have no bias whatsoever because now, because you talked about you talked about timeline. Would you want to do this over like four sessions, two sessions? I mean, if it's not at least two, it's not even worth talking about. Yeah, frankly, I agree. It's, it's gotta, gotta yeah, be. It's gotta be a longer, longer piece of something. I'm thinking four, maybe six. Well, do you? But six say, can be a commitment, you know. Do you say that it's gonna be, or do you say four to six because we don't know what's gonna happen? Ah, that's a smart. That's a smart. Play I mean, there. it might be hard to say. I want to let's run. Let's well, it's kind of like running. It's like running a con game, right? If I right. got a four-hour slot, I play in for about three hours. True. Three True. hours of content because at least I hope to. Because if they blow through it real fast, game's over. Or if they all die, potentially game's over. Give people a chance to go get a piss, get some food, sure. come back. You know, I would say I would say four to six. Okay. 
that and that's maybe even a restriction. Like, all right, here's the deal, Brett or Sean. Mm-hmm. Like, it's you four to you're you're at you're we're doing this four to six sessions, and you're only through this <clears throat> part. Like, you know, section five, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, or 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 you're yeah you're at yeah. so. I also think there's a restriction component that we could put on ourselves to say, this isn't going to go 10. This isn't 10 rounder. Five no, rounds. No, no, no. Yeah. No, five, yeah. Yeah. Know. It's got to be a KO or uh, it's a draw. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. I don't know. TKO, draw, medical. Yeah. Something. Okay. So we can do th- that. That would be fairly, I mean, okay. Delta Green, published adventure, four to six sessions. Uh, pre-gens. Now, the reason I'm thinking pre-gens is because to make sure that it fits the scenario, right? Because if you say, hey, I'm going to run from a darkened room, and someone goes, I have no idea what that is. Depending on how much information you give them, somebody decides to make um, a sheriff deputy. And you're like, that doesn't work. I need you to be FBI people or CIA people. You know, it, I don't know what the adventure well, is. You, I think you and I. But I think. I think you and I could, if if it's pre-gens, then it's like, okay, here's like, okay, I'm going to put you guys in the box, pick a box to play. Or we could say, we, you and I come to an agreement that says, you guys can create whoever you want, but here's the stipulations. So as long yeah, as that would be the other one, yeah. Hey, b- build your tune, but please do this. Right. So you and I both put that out and say, "Here's the deal: you can pick anybody you want, but they got to be part of a government agency and be in the United States, Eastern Seaboard, and not a friendly or right. Like you can't be a friendly. You're already in there. If you don't know what we're talking about." <laughs> Well, See, well, like we could and, and, uh, from yeah, and from a published adventure perspective, we could do like a Lover in the Ice, which is a uh, I, I couldn't remember the title, so I just looked it up. Apocalyptic ice storm has crippled Lafontaine, Missouri. <laughs> so it gets snow. So it's kind of like it's kind of like Rhyme of the Frost, meaning that there's snow. Anyway, hey, if that gets you there, the, Brett, I'm good. If with that it. gets me there, you're good with it. That's fine. But I'm <clears throat> I'm thinking, yeah, all the all the reasons you laid out for. That gets me off the pre-gen idea. People, if somebody were to say, hey, I don't care. You can make a pre-gen. I'll play whatever. Sure, I'd be more than happy to crank out a pre-gen or two. Because if somebody's like, look, I don't own the rules. I'm fine to play. You know, should we get off our pre-gens? And somebody might say, nope, I know this game. I got the, I got the, I got the book. Well, I'll make my own. Well, here's the parameters. Off you go. You had a wicked little grin there. What do you think? Uh, I'm just, I'm like, think I'm already thinking down the road. Um, I, I would be open to either way. If you wanted to go pre-gens, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. If we said you can make your own, but here's, <clears throat> here's the stipulations and the, and here's the bumpers. I'd be okay with that too. If we just said make up who, whatever you want, then you and I would be under the gun to make those fit. Like, yeah, and oh, if you're running a let me tell you about my like- group. I got somebody who created a freaking whatever, and yeah. you know how am I going to make yeah, this got, work? Yeah, I have the uh, undersecretary to the this person, that person, and two firemen, right. and um, and somebody who is a junior news reporter. Really? Yeah. I, ooh. But the beauty about Delta Green, Brett, and you know this, is that the 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 
the commonality be behind it all is the fact that they've been exposed yes to the grand scheme of things right they've yeah been- beauty of it is is you can have all sorts of different types yes of people and they this weird mish mishmash clandestine organization thing which it, you know it's kind of like that classic D adventures why the hell would the law of good paladin hang out with this quasi amoral magic user because that's <laughs> it's the quest it's the i thing. would say you delta green is even better because they have oh, yeah it's yeah. from the yeah, their whole setup is just wicked good. Yeah, you've you know the horror that can become you know come down on on humankind, and you know, or even just a glimpse of it. Like right? yes. you know, you've been exposed to a deep one. You've been exposed to something, and you're like, ah, uh, no, that has to stop. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna do Delta Green. I think we sold ourselves on it's that. It's decided. You know now you, it's recorded on video and yeah. audio. Uh, shit. Okay. You know what's really funny, Sean, is this is the conversation I have in my head, basically. Anytime I want to run something for my group. This is the conversation? I'm this is essentially the conversation. You're, you're basically <laughs> my subconscious. Are you sure you, you want well, to sure do pre-gens, sure. Brett? Exactly. You're going to ride on you. You're fucking, you know that guy. You know Zay. He'll just fucking go nuts on you. <laughs> yeah, he will. He'll go nuts. Okay, so I can't do that, but Nick would do it. No, Nick won't like that either. Yeah. This is exactly the conversation in my head. It's just that my subconscious is talking to me out loud. This is weird. Can everybody else hear this? Can other people hear this? Um, so there's plenty of adventures out there, and you and I are both good dropping whatever to grab the same one because they're like, you know, even on drive through get them PDF, they're like, you know, 10, 15 bucks a pop. They're not that Money big is deal. no object, Brett. No object for, this for you? Experiment. Wow. For this, for this ex- experiment. Okay. Yeah. All right. As long as it doesn't exceed. A certain limit that'll get me in trouble. Oh no, a Delta Green module for ten dollars or whatever. Oh no, not what that. am I gonna do? <laughs> so there's plenty of cool stuff there. We're thinking four to six sessions. We don't want it to drag out forever. And if nothing no. else, I think from a planning perspective, it makes sense. Well, hold on a second. So that the players and everybody understands what they're in for, right? Yeah. We gotta we gotta talk about session length because Brad could be like yeah four to six sessions let's see that's eight forty eight hours I should be able to get it in forty eight hours no dude this what gotta be hell? online this gonna be it's gonna be an online game I really online games for me four hour online game is a long goddamn yeah it time. is long <clears throat> they usually two to three hours depends on the I group be, and the game like it, my Forbidden Lands group Brett I could probably play twelve hours online with the, those guys just saying there you go you know you're not allowed to use you're not allowed to use them for this game. I get them. <laughs> Tag. Um, no, I'm kidding. So what we'll do is I think we would say anywhere from two to four hours approximately because that way we can, can yeah. flex a little bit. And nothing else. I mean, I got other – well, as we talked about last game, uh, last episode, I'm not all that dedicated. I do have wife and kids and shit right. I like to do. You know. Um, that was last so episode, we'll, Brett. Yeah. So, sorry. We'll pick dates and times and other crap, but I yeah. think – Two to four hours, four to six sessions. Sounds about right to get through something. We get I mean, made through a couple different synopses of adventures and see what we like or don't. If you're doing what it might, weekly, we there. if you're doing it weekly, you get you know pounded out in almost a month. Yeah, you know? totally. So it's not too bad as far as like over time. Like mm-hmm. once, once a month. <laughs> What's a, a quarter for four to six sessions? Huh? Yeah. Oh, this is like a two-year campaign. Jesus Christ. <laughs> How far did you get? Well, I got in the front door. 
<laughs> um, so yeah, I think I would look to play either every week or every other week, no yeah. longer than that, because otherwise it doesn't, it, it just lingers and then you're going to forget shit in between, blah, blah, blah. I got to figure it out how I could do it without canon the Forbidden Lands game and mm-hmm. the Cyberpunk Red game. So I think I could swing. I think. I think I can swing one game, maybe over a weekend or a weekend (laughs) day or something. Well, the other thing to do too here is so we got we'll figure that out. But the other the other question for you is: Do we we don't have to stream it? Is that a thing you want to do? Because here's the deal, man: is that sometimes when you're streaming games, not everybody likes it, right? We've talked about that before. Nobody likes it. Has a good time with it, and some people um, feel pressure to perform. In some way or another, and that makes them very uncomfortable. They don't want to be there. It's do you, the way I roll, Brett. I know you do. You're just an online kind of guy. Your whole I'm life is online. I'm all about I've pressure. Seen, I've seen SeanCam.com. Um, <laughs> don't look that. Don't don't like that up. It's oh, terrible. That's bad. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if that's real. Probably is. Uh, uh, anyhow, what do we want to say that we're going to do it or just record the sessions? What do you think? Because part of me is like, eh. I, I think kind of the the juice on this one is you and I talking about the sessions more than it is the other part. I don't know. Yeah. Streaming is, is completely optional. Like if I, if I said, Hey, I'm kind of interested in streaming. Are you guys wanting to stream? And they said, sure. Then great. Like it wouldn't be the focus of the show and recording it would also be another thing. Like if I decided, you know, Hey, maybe for process, you know, we want to, Record the audio version for posterity. Um, yeah, what, you guys interested in so, doing that? Maybe. So you know, you know the other, you know the part to this is that if you want me to do all that, I need you. Yeah, I know. I can't do it without you. <laughs> so I'm just saying, just just letting you know if that means that that's two games for you. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that you'd have to sit on. I and could deal get with. you. I would even get you the software to record it audio wise, and it wouldn't yeah, be very you, hard. You know, I'm, you, you know, I'm terrible at this. I'm a director, man. I don't do work anymore. Dude, it's not that hard. I would even <laughs> go back to, figure it out. we could go back to cast out. and pay for another month subscription. Oh, two months per yeah. uh, No, we could uh, figure it out. I'm just, I'm just saying if we were going to stream it, I would need help because it's not I, a thing streaming, I do Streaming, I'm not overly concerned with. Okay. Because I don't I don't even care for it either. It's not a big deal. Here's, here's a secret. I think if you're mm-hmm. running role-playing games, you don't need the visual. Whoa. I know. Crazy, crazy right? Audio. So, yeah, but. If we, so we do it, do you want to use a virtual tabletop or do you just want to people roll dice? How, how would you do it for Delta Green? So Delta think? Green, what I would probably do is I would, I have a, I have Foundry, so I would install Delta Green. It's mm-hmm. probably pretty slim down because there's not a lot to Delta Green. Like, I don't need special no. dice. You know, I don't... Percentiles. Yeah, the, the, the character sheet. So I would probably set it up for the character sheets, and then I would probably set it up... I would literally set up probably a background, like a desk or a bulletin board. And then whenever something needed to be thrown down for the players to see, I would just make Drop a background for it. So, I would probably... That's the reason I would like use roll twenty, or I could do Zoom, just pure Zoom sure. and share screens too. I can do that. Right, there's plenty of cool stuff there. But I think it'd be a mostly theater of the mind. Yeah, um, I don't. And if it is, a, if it, it's not going to be a tactical minis game because it's no, not. It's, it's really not, not meant for that. It's not meant for that, really. Okay. So 
So I like that. That would be the extreme for me. Otherwise, it would be. But I'm, I'll tell you though, man. Sometimes though, with an image, can be pretty cool. Well, I think you gotta you gotta know? have a way to share an image. Yeah, like if you're drawing a map. So okay, this is what the this is what the bunker looks like. This is what this looks like. And some of those adventures are pretty cool, like little gisty layout things. You can flap them out there and kind of fun. Yeah. Well, you can usually when you so Brett, let me tell you a little bit about the published world of adventures. I've heard tell about it. What? I know. They're out oh, there. I know me. you've got a few. Tell me more. Tell me more. You not only will get the published adventure and everything that's in it, but there are others that have actually run the same scenario and may True. have alternate art or art that's not in the book they might have come up with or something along those lines. So, for example, there's something in Forbidden Lands on the map that my crew can come across, but it's not a site. So I just Googled it and said, hey, you know, I put in this name of this thing in the, on the map and there'll be a Reddit post about it. And a person would has a map for it and oh, yeah, totally. and yep. what they're presenting. So if we decide that, um, you know, there's something we want that somebody else has, has created and can use, as, as far as I'm concerned, between you and I, if we set down the rules and said, all right, here's the deal. We're playing Delta Green. We're going to run this published adventure. How many players? Good question. I think no more than four. Okay. Four That's players each. <clears throat> and then... I've learned, I like I said, in the old days, I'd have, you know, practically a fucking LARP of 13 vampire players back in right. the day. I am finding that six and under sweet spot. And then online, I like four players. It just, it, it's pretty cool. So four players, four to six mm -hmm. sessions, two to four hours each session. And then it's going to be, I mean, there's not going to be any real house rules, I guess. Or we're going to make up our own. <laughs> like, as far as I'm concerned, the agreement between you and I kind of stops mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I mean, part of the, uh, the, <clears throat> the thing here is how do you approach an adventure, right? So right. what do we want to get out of this? We want to be able to, we want to be able to talk about that we've run the same thing together, right? Correct. So, like, if you and I said, have you run the original Tomb of Horrors? Have you? Yes. I have two. So, we could both talk about the fact that I ran it. How, what did your players do? What did they do? Blah, 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 blah. would be interesting now is to do that more currently as opposed to a flashback to God knows when. I can't, I mean, I can vaguely remember when I did it early 2000s right. at a convention at Evercon ages ago. But now it's something a little more current. And we would do it on the mics where we'll talk about, okay, I ran it this way. They encountered so-and-so NPC. They shot her. And that made me have to do blah, blah, blah because of these knock-on effects. Right. And you're going to say, wow, huh, why did they shoot her? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's the way I presented her or something. And I'll say, you know, actually like, yeah, you presented her a little too strongly probably. I played her a little more laid back. Everybody in my group really liked that NPC. Huh. Interesting. So I think that's kind of the... In my opinion, that's the juice out of this whole thing. I don't know if that makes sense to you, Sean, but that kind of compare contrast of style. Yeah. And yeah, how you interpret different and how you interpret a room. We've talked about that many times. Yep. You running a room versus me running a room in a D&D game could be two drastically different things. Right. Just tactically. Why do I get this feeling? I'll be like, wait a minute. Are you talking about the same one, Brett? <laughs> like, that could totally yeah, happen. Yeah, that that's could what I'm talking happen. about. Like, I don't remember that being in there. 
Oh, I know. You know the room of the minute. You know the room of the minotaurs. Wait, wait, what did you do? Well, yeah, I, I felt it made sense to have because right. of the because of the the cult of the bull. What 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 cult of the bull? Well, what? I added that in session two. <laughs> what the fuck what did the you do? Hell, kind of where did shit go wrong there? <laughs> what did you do and why? So I yeah. think that's the that's the interesting part of it. It's just like how did we do it? You know, and then what we need to do is have our players grade us. Say how bad we were. No, I'm kidding. Maybe we won't do that part. It would. It would be interesting. I gotta would say, you want the- <laughs> it would be interesting to do a show with just the players. Just sit back and have them. Just the players. I mean, I would produce it, right? So I'd sit back and just get them online or Zoom. Just com- sit back and complain. Well, we could. I could. I, we, you, and I could moderate it, right? We could like. Yeah. We, you, and I could come up with questions about when things were presented how so when sean when sean fucked that up how bad right. was it like, you know, Let, you know, it's not far yeah. off but it when, could when, be when did when did sean stop sucking and wait wait what <laughs> so Horrible it's leading questions. not only from our perspective of sitting down and going okay well i had these four players they chose to run these five, four mm-hmm. types and then they i conveyed the npc like this they decided to shoot him or her yeah. and then it just spiraled out of control and you're like oh that's funny they befriended my version or whatever but if you start talking to them to get their perspectives specifically on certain things it may be interesting to hear because there's a couple things in mo obviously a few things in motion but between you and i right and then you get the the players (laughs) what's the immediate it could be just Dude, uh, you did it. I did it. I didn't want it that way. You did it that way. And you and I have nothing to do with anything. Oh, totally. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is it's like immediate feedback, right? Sure. If we do that, if we go that option, then the players get to say, yeah, I really didn't like that, Brett. I go, huh. I thought you guys had a good time. Well, we kind of did, but it was a little forced and like, huh. Or I could interview interview your group and you could interview mine. Ooh. Now, because we, because you and I would would talk about what we're hitting, right? Like this. Yeah. Okay, first session or session zero. What'd you go over? Brett's like, well, they made characters. I want to get to session one, so that's about it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's me. But if you if you interviewed my group, knowing what you and I have already talked about and hashed out. I mean, we already know kind of why it went down. Yeah, that that could be that could be a limiter on certain people not wanting to be involved, right? If it's on the mic's recording and interview type of thing, some people may not like that. True, but fair. if that's I'm just saying, if we choose to do that, there's a potential for limiting the scope of potential players. Just which an isn't idea. the end of it. Yeah, again, it's not it's not the end of the world to do that, but right. there's there's some there's some power in that to get that type of feedback. I would just be interested to hear players and how they interpreted certain things and made them decide to go different ways. Cause it's maybe, well, Brett left out that detail. So we didn't follow it. Like your group did Sean, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Brett completely never mentioned the fact that there was a red scarf. If he'd have said the red scarf, we'd have followed it to the guy with the red fucking scarf. Probably would have been a lot easier to get to like, you know, (laughs) Where we needed to go, but Brett's a jerk, so we, we don't spent have like that. whole session two dicking around. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, it's just an idea. We don't have to do that. Or, no, no, no. or we could interview them, get feedback, and not record it. We could just, you know, we, we talked. I talked to my group, and this is kind of what the after action report had to. No, yep. they had to say about it after the game. Okay. The game's done. Anyways, we have to figure out what it is that we want to run. Yeah, so I think what we're going to do is action item out of here. Put your project management hat on. So we both have an action item after this. So the idea is we're going to ah, nice hat. Um, <laughs> we're going. We're going to uh, go through the Delta Green library. Catalog. Yeah, the Delta Green library and see what it is that we'd like to do. One of the BSers so posted in Discord. They're like, Sean, if you ever, you know, I ran this. It was really awesome. And I'm like, oh, I'll have to check it out. And they're like, if you ever. Which if you ever it? do it, let me know. I'll give you some pointers from what I ran into. And I can't remember. It was out of Black Sites. So Black Sites is a, I don't know if you've got that book, Brett, but it's it's I like not. Four, four or five scenarios that I think are you could buy individually. They just consolidated them into one hardback. Okay. Hmm. I think I might have the PDF. So... But there's, I haven't run, I haven't, I haven't read a lot of the scenarios. Like there's music from a darkened room and I've run it twice. And then I've, uh, the first one out of black sites. There's, there's night at the opera, which is there any award winning, any award nominee excuse me, for 2018. There is, let's see here. Music from dark room, extreme ophelia, reverberations, future perfect part one, observer effects, star chamber. Lover in the Ice, Kelly Gatti. <laughs> Can I re- read um, off all the... the yeah, there's a ton of them. Well, uh, let, me, let me see if I can find... I don't think I'm going to be able to find it in time. I shouldn't say a ton, but there's there's enough. Um, Hourglass, Labyrinth, poker, PX Poker Night. DC says Viscid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heard good things about Viscid, too. Oh, man. There's just see. a... There's a ton of cool shit, man. Anyway, point is, is there's good stuff out there. So we just got to, you and I go through here and parse through it and figure it out. I think it was. I think it'd be a good one. Um, oh, man, it's got to be recent, recent, recent. Oh, shoot. I'd have to look it up. I was hoping I could just put it in search and it would be like the first hit, but I don't see it. Anyways, shoot. Anyways, okay. Well, I gotta, I gotta do some digging to find out what they are. We can, we can hash that out and figure, yeah, figure out what that looks like, and then, yeah, it may be important on how frequently. Like if it's every one, if it's you're running one week and I'm running every two, and we talk about it on an episode, we we'll mm-hmm. have to like create a segment called. Operation. What the hell are we doing? <laughs> Operation yes. whatever. I don't know. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. All cool, right. Man. I think we're good. Is that it? I think we are. Let's get the die rolling. So that's the deal, everybody. It's coming. We'll have to Hope figure makes- out how we get the players. Some yep. people will be like, I want to play. And other people are like, for God's sakes, don't talk to me. Don't pick me. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You want to play? want to play? Come on. It'll be great. All right, let's get it a die roll.
That will two d four miscellaneous points of gaming and Greek. We want to bring you. I uh, got three this week. The first one is the uh, Webbed Sphere Incorporated it acquires Flying Buffalo. Huh. Yes. In that uh, interesting. So that occurred. So if you're looking for Flying Buffalo, because what's his name had. Mr. Loomis passed away. Oh, that's right. Yep. And so I think it was kind of lingering out there. Um, I don't know much about Web Sphere, but I think they have they own some IPs. The next yeah. one, who's Carl, one of our moderators, posted a link to our forums about it's the blood drinking cult of Thomas Beckett. Uh, on YouTube, and I think he was. It had to do with like saints, and if people use saints in their fantasy game, and why they're how did why are they saints? Yeah, right. That's awesome. Now, I I saw that. It's good. It's good did video. you watch it? It's good stuff. I did. It's good stuff. Okay, so something that you may want to check out for your fantasy game. Yep. And then lastly is what do I know blog, better known as Jared Rasher, um, did a review on Kingdoms and Warfare for Matt Coville and he said I mean he even said hey I uh, really pondered this one for a while so I don't think it's a fly by night review by any means I mean it's and it's pretty lengthy so no no skimping on that so Jared wanna... does not skimp on reviews man he does long in-depth stuff and I know some people give him shit for that I've heard oh Jesus Christ it starts long reviews so I'm like yeah but he's it's well thought out and I, I like him I've not yeah. read this one yet but um, I am definitely going to because I respect Jared and the things he has to say. There you go. Very cool, man. And that's all we had for this week. Brett, what are we talking about next week? I was thinking of talking about player homework that we talked about kind of in the uh, in the vein here. And as we're talking about creating this um, this uh, Sean and Brett campaign thing here, it's like, okay, how much, how much homework do you want to give a crew? What do they have to know? And so forth to come into this. Because if you and I have both read Delta Green, we've played it before, we've run it before, great somebody shows up and says i've always been interested i have a you know set of d100s can i play you know how much homework should we ask that person to do in preparation for that game and it might be a good good conversation so that's what i'm thinking of so there we go sounds fantastic of course it does all right so jared it's a jared rasher idea it's a good idea it, oh, it is. Yeah, that's yeah, it true. Is. It's his idea. Yeah, a couple other people have mentioned like doing that too. Like, yeah, that'd be they a have good to. One. Yep, yeah, it is. You have to stay tuned till next week, Monday, when we record that episode. Disclaimer: Sometimes we've changed at the last minute, but nonetheless, that's on the docket as it stands right now. So mm-hmm. next week, Mondays at eight PM Central Time, we record here on Twitch Live. Thanks for everybody showing up in the chat. We really appreciate it. Good to see everybody. See everybody. Um, thanks for your support. Otherwise, if you see this on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. Really appreciate that. Otherwise, you're going to catch this our audio flagship show at your podcatcher of choice. Just do a search for Gaming and BS, and it'll come up, and then subscribe that way, and you'll get all that stuff. Somebody mentioned just recently, like, hey, I'm listening to your recent shows, but I want to go back, and it only goes back like 300 episodes, so I don't see like episodes 0 to 52. What's up with that? That's because our RSS feed gets too big. 
so I had to limit it to 300 episodes. But you can always go to GamingABest.com and get those episodes if you would wish and like to. So there you go. But otherwise, this one's in the can. I'm Sean. And I'm Brett. Good night and good game and all. This episode of Gaming and BS produced with help from the following BSers. Joe Swick, Old School DM, Tony Sugarloaf Baker, Eric Jeppesen, Andy Hall, Chris Steele, Jason Hobbs, Mark Tasaka, Merkel Froelich, Pure Mongrel, Brett Pazinski, Brandon Barnes, Eileen Barnes, Dan LaValley, Craig Huber, Roger Braslett, Stefan Dragonspawn, Jared Rasher, Ray Otis, Jim Fitzpatrick, Old Scoozer Roleplaying, Christopher Lang, Curtis Takahashi, Larry Hout, Ron Bishop, Mark Richmond, Chad Glayman, Sky, Craig, Howard Bishop, Josh Wallace, Corey Welch, Angus, Eric Salzweedle, George Sedgwick, Robert Nemeth, Brian Kurtz, Laramie Wall, Perry Besor, Eric Avia, Andy Olson, Jeff Seifert, John Keyword, Corey Gonzalez, Maurice, Niall Diamond, Aaron Relia, Jeff Goad, Aaron Coleman, Brian Rumble, Rich Wishon, David F. Baylog, Harrigan, Melissa Bashinsky, Henry Newcomb, Colcago, Eric Tavola, Hus Carl, Ghost GM, Mike Hess Jr., Rory Weston, Jim Ingram, Daniel Garrett, Eric Frankhouse Presents, Phil McClory, Adam Grochon, Jay Plata, Ad Nyes, The Duke in Purple, Isaiah Aries Christian, Larry Hollis, Quigley Malcolm, Awal Trooper, Craig Shipman, Todd Sharp, Orcus Dorcas, Chris Shore, Michael O'Holland, Wayne Peacock, Mike Coleman, Miniature Master, Kevin Keneally, Zagrave, Bob Fletcher, Vornak, Farty McButterpants, Andrew Lear, Craig Chunglo, Eric Lunsford, Ty Prunty, and Feeling Good Lewis. Hey, I'm not going to send you over to our merch store. I'm not going to give you our Discord address. And I'm not going to tell you to become a patron of the show. All I'm going to say is try to be a positive force in the RPG hobby. Thanks, BSers. This, this has been a Litterbox, Litterbox Studio, Studio production. production.